Hello, you awesome people out there, and welcome to a new episode here at the Virtual Frontier, the one and only podcast about remote work and the future of work actually produced 100% remotely. Today's topic of our Q&A session is how to stay focused. Do you struggle to stay focused? Have you ever wondered what professional athletes are doing to get into this immersive state of focus just before a competition and then unleash this incredible outstanding performance? How could you apply some of that in your personal life and also as a business owner and leader in your daily practice? Let's find out and dive into the next CEO Q&A session here at the Virtual Frontier. Focus on this episode. See you in just a moment. Yeah, hello Manuel. Welcome to a new episode here at the Virtual Frontier to our Q&A session. Um, today our topic is uh, how to stay focused and um, how to get probably focused in uh, your daily work. Um, and to get things started off, I know you uh, have a long uh, uh, career in, in sports and athletics and um, I think uh, a crucial part uh, when you do competitive uh, sports is uh, at some point to be really focused on what you're doing. And I, I would like to ask you, um, could you describe maybe from your own perspective how you prepared for those events uh, when you when you were on, on competitions um, and, and especially how you felt when you get into this uh, or got into this flow of um, deep focus and, and really like getting to the point when, 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 you, when you're action is needed and when you really need to perform uh, to perform mm -hmm. that's a very good question because i i recently thought about that and someone asked me how this is related to my career as uh, entrepreneur right and yeah i i started um doing karate uh when i was 12 and I was the least talented karateka that you could ever imagine. I literally, for, before that, I tried football and I was even worse. So it was always like, okay, everyone else is better than me. Everyone else is better than me. And I always jumped between sports and sports and tried to be good at something, but I never was. So I went from uh, sports club to sports club. I played volleyball and handball and swimming was okay, but all the others really not. But I always wanted to be a, a, a professional sport sportsmen no matter which sports i just want to compete on like european championships and world championships no matter which sports it really didn't matter for me so but i always looked at these yeah karate kid and Jackie chan and all these films so i really got inspired by that and then i joined the um the karate club in my very small town and understood oh oh my god they are all so good and i'm so so low talented i i cannot yeah compete with them But I decided, okay, I stay there. And then I decided, okay, so why can't I just train twice as much as anyone else? And then I will get the progress because I saw they were all talented, but lazy. And I decided I was not talented, but I'm not lazy. So I train every single day while they just train two times a week. And I trained and trained and did that. And after two, we uh, two, two years, 
I was so far ahead from anyone else in this club that I started competing on a regional level. And then five years later, I mean, five years is a lot of time, but five years later, I joined uh, the German national team because wow. I won more and more championships. And I, when I joined this uh, champion um, national team, I, I had one guy who was also competing on world championship, etc. And I told him that once on a time, I want to be like him. I really want to compete on a world championship in karate. And I was 17, like, right? And I, I fully believed it. I knew that I had no idea how to get there, no idea how to do this, no idea how much I have to train and no idea how painful the journey will be, but I knew I will get there. And that was my commitment. And then I started training with the best people in the country. I started to always just focusing on this and whatever it took me to get to the next level. I did it without any trade-off, without any compromise. And then I started training two times a day. And then I started training three times a day. And I always thought I have to train more than anyone else to get better than anyone else. And you asked me how to get in that flow, how I felt on this competition. It is really, I mean, there are many, many people like they, they look at you and the competitors look at you and the audiences look at you and there is so much noise. And the only thing I try to focus on is on really ignoring everything around me. And ignore you cannot focus on ignoring everything around you you can just focus on yourself and that's what i did i mean you focus on breathing you focus on what would be the next step you focus on how you will go into this competition and that's the only thing i focused on and nothing else and that helped me a lot i mean the one thing is really focus on doing the things that you need to do every day consistently all the time and accept that sometimes it's painful, accept that sometimes you lose. I mean, I lost way more often than I won, but I compete, competed at uh, World Championship. I also won it in 2008, right? So mm -hmm. that was always my dream. I thought I will never get there, especially when I look very back on the journey. But yeah, it's, it's really about focusing and then doing the work, doing the work, doing the work and never give up. That's it. Easy as that. <laughs> Yes, that's okay. Um, how can I increase probably this time um, when I'm in this flow or when I'm in this deep focus? How to increase the time? Yes, or the the the, the, the span of, of of being in this in this uh, flow or in ah. this uh, deep focus. Ah, to have a longer time span in this focus. Yes. I yes. think that is training. You can mm -hmm. you can train it with meditation because what happens is if you try to focus on something. You lose focus when you get distracted by something else. That can be either an external influence, somebody like makes noise around you, touches your shoulder, whatever. But in most cases, it's just your brain jumping to something else. And that's the same kind of training you can do with your brain, which acts like a muscle compared to doing physical training. When you do weightlifting, like you train your muscles, then it's uh, hard in the beginning to like lift 100 kilos. But if you train it and train it and train it, you get better and better and better, and then you will be there. And that's the same with your focus, like focusing your thought. That's just training. That's just a muscle. And if you do this every day, then you get better with it. Most people, and that is the funny thing, they are not even aware that they can control their thoughts. And if you are, I mean, that's, that's like, I would say your thoughts are like, your arms or your legs, it's something that you can control if you can control it. But just imagine how weird it is 
if your arm constantly makes like this and you have no control over it because you cannot control it, everyone else would say, what's up with this guy, right? But if I could look into your brain and to the brain of most people and I see their thoughts jumping between so many things at the same time, in our society, it's normal because we are so trained to get distracted by social media and feeds and stuff, right? But I think that is so valuable and so important to train yourself being focused and controlling your thoughts. Mm. Otherwise, things just happen accidentally. Or even worse, when you can't control on what you want to focus, you get focused by others doing things they want from you. It starts by you receive an email, right? You immediately react to it. You get distracted. You react on the agenda of the person that sent you this email. Think about that. And if that happens everywhere and anywhere, on social media, in Slack, in messages, in WhatsApp, in your inbox, on people calling you and you always react, you're just driven by others. And I see that yeah. so often, especially from managers and, and, and entrepreneurs. And then the big question is, how do you want to lead other people if you are not even able to lead yourself? You just mentioned um, like the brain as a as a muscle, and um, I I see that more and more um, as as a lot of our work is like brain work. Um, that uh, the physical part, like the body, gets ignored, or like let's say the the typical CEO is spending maybe 10, 15 hours per day in the office sitting around, or just um, not not having like this physical activity. Um, what part does the the physical state and your com body condition plays into that? Um, while wanting to stay focused in, in what, whatever you are doing. Yeah, I mean, physical activity, I think, is important to like reduce and compensate stress and to be more stress-resistant, right? I mean, stress also comes from your thoughts, right? Mm. It's like you imagine something that could happen within the situation that you see right now, and that's how you get stressed and you create fear. And physical activity helps you reduce like regulate hormones and reduce stress and reduce adrenaline and all these things. And I think this is important that you feel well in your body to be able to focus on something. And when you're looking at what happens currently in, in the workday of most people, first of all, I mean, digital workers, first of all, they are sitting in front of a computer all day, every day. They lack, they, they lack a way to reduce their stress and they are constantly driven by others because I mean, if you look at them, how many tabs they have opened, and then they always allow to be notified for everything and anything. And every time something pops up, they are just like, wow, their brain must be a mess all over the place because they are just reacting to circumstances. And that creates so much stress, no focus, little results. And yeah, that's an environment of high stress, even if you have no one else around you. Yeah. I, and I would like to dig there um, a bit more into. Um, Often, well, many many people or managers specifically are uh, think um, the more the merrier. Like the more I get done and the more ta tabs I have open, uh, the the more productive I am. Um, but it isn't really that. Uh, it's setting about like really smart goals. Uh, um, maybe you can um, explain a little bit um, this term and and what is behind that. Yeah, I think most people are just um, focusing on getting things done, like executing tasks. And that also means executing the task of replying to someone that wants something from me by mail or by chat or something, right? But if tasks appear randomly and they are always just created by others, 
then you just work on the agenda and for the goals of others. So I don't believe in getting a lot of done and being highly productive. You can be highly productive doing the wrong things and never achieve your goals. Then it has no value, right? And that's why I think setting a goal first and then really contributing consistently with activities towards this goal, right? For example, if I have to go to whatever, grow my company to the next million, my main goal or my main activities must be to work on getting new sales. And that can be either like feeding channels with cold calls that can be setting up and running campaigns and improve them. It can be an organic um, activity like creating blog posts for keywords so that traffic is generated organically, but everything that contributes to winning new clients, closing more deals, making more revenue, this should be my focus every day and nothing else. And if you don't have this goal, if you just, if you train yourself and you see that so often when you interact with social media or your smartphone, when just things pop up everywhere anyway, and you just react on that, you don't follow a goal, just reacting to these things. And if your, train, uh, if your brain gets trained to adopt this behavior and to make this kind of random reaction a habit, when you don't get a message on a single day, you feel like, oh, something must be broken. Something feels weird, right? But this is what you need to get focused and then execute towards your goals. The problem is just if you don't have a goal or if you just have a wake goal, like a vision, I want to... I don't know, make the world a better place. Blah. I mean, that's a good intention, but how do you get there? How do you see that you are? To define a smart goal is always answering the question, how can you see that you are there? How does it look like when you reach your goal? I have this amount of money on the bank account. I have this amount of employees. I have like this time free per day. I'm just working like, I don't know, eight hours per day instead of 10 to 14 hours per day, etc. But if you don't have smart measurable goals, you might just react, but you never know how, how, how far you progressed already. And even worse, even if you are there, you don't know it because you have no idea how you know it. So it's a hamster wheel. Yeah, completely. And, and how to, how to, or how can I find, um, my, my healthy limits or boundaries so I, I can perform constantly and not uh, be burned out after two weeks or a month or whatever, um, being uh, like really behind something. I would say you need to create an environment for yourself that allows you to act on your agenda and not just react on the agenda of others. I find that so crucial. I, I see that when sometimes I lose focus and I get driven by all these messages and pop-ups because I simply didn't switch them off. I'm stressed in the evening and I didn't get done a lot. If I just focus on getting the things somehow done that pop up, I'm stressed and I feel I didn't do anything meaningful over the day. But if I plan my day and I put, that's how I do it. And I create like, I, I, I put time constraints around topics like time boxes. We will talk about this later, I think. And instead of having um, the requirement that I get everything done that pops up, right? I make it a constraint that I get things that contribute to my results, that I get these important things done on a day. And I have other time boxes where I react to notifications and messages of other people. Then I have both. I can react to things and I have focus time where I move things forward to achieve my goals. 
You just need to know what's your goal and what which activities you need to do on a regular basis to achieve your goal. For example, when we were talking about my my sports career, I knew I had to train every day. That was my main thing. And of course, I need to have healthy nutrition. I have to have enough sleep. These are my three main things of focus and nothing else was really relevant. Whenever I got distracted by something else, I asked myself, okay, how can I, how can I incorporate another training into this day? Because I know if I have another training this day and I have it every day, I would get better than anyone else just training like one time a day or five times a week or whatever. Mm. Right. But you need to know your goal and you need to know the key activities that bring you closer to this goal. And then just do it, make it the top most priority. Or if it's not worth doing that, then don't do it. Find another one. But if you don't know what's your goal, you don't know your priority, and then you don't know what you have to do, and then you never reach your goals. Yeah. Talking about the time boxing, um, as as you already mentioned it, um, how can I build this this environment of of time boxing into my plan, in my to my daily activities, and uh, most importantly, how to stick really to them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would say the first thing is to what I said, identify your goal. What is either your goal of yourself or the goal of your team and how you contribute to the results of the team. And once you have that written down, you get like a commitment and a confirmation that this goal is really valuable for the team or for the company by other stakeholders, right? Because you can for yourself say, I want to like, I don't know, do something that has no impact on the company results or on the team results then it's not meaningful. So other, others want to sign off on that and say, okay, Daniel, if you achieve this, that's really valuable for the business. And if you want to achieve that, then you are both aligned. So now you aligned your goals. Once you aligned your goals, you really ref, re, reflect on what do you need to do every day to move the needle most to achieve this goal? Like if you, for example, as you lead this podcast, if you want to say, I want to have a million followers, that's my goal have no idea when I reach that, but that's my goal. I optimize everything and anything for that. What are the key activities I need to do every day, every single day without a trade-off to get there? Okay. And then you put time boxes into your calendar saying, okay, I do this every day from like 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. Only this, nothing else, which of all communication channels, just focus on that. And then you have the rest of the day to do everything else like administrative work and communication work and meetings and all this stuff, right? But if you design your day that you have enough time for the things that help you move towards the goals, and then you are disciplined to really stick to them, then you achieve great results and you are not just driven by others, right? And I hear that so often people saying, I don't have time and that's, I would say that's just a lie because we all have the same amount of time. Having time is just a choice. Mm. And you first need to make the choice. I want to have time. I want to get into control of my own time. Then take this block of time, put it into your calendar so that no one else can interrupt you, switch everything off, and then stay disciplined. Discipline is really important. Otherwise, you can have the best plans. If you tell yourself you do something, but you do something differently, you just lie to yourself. No. then the best plan is worth nothing if you have not the discipline to execute on it. Talking about this um, interruptions that, that happen um, um, all around you, um, probably notifications, um, 
uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the right, the, uh, setting the right environment. Um, so since most of us are working in the home office or hybrid, uh, we're going to, to the office some, t some days, um, there are different kinds of, of, of possible distractions that uh, could happen to you. Um, mm -hmm. How can I set up the right environment? You, you just mentioned, okay, switching off the uh, notifications as, as one part, um, but uh, maybe you can explain um, more about the environment. I would say the environment must be in a way that you can remove every and any source of distraction. Whatever distracts you, if you have a work, uh, if you have a room, an environment doesn't matter if it's your home office or an office. I mean, it's even worse in the office if you have all the colleagues and they jump into your door all the time and interrupt you. Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? I have a question here. I have a question there. Right? There is no way to like remove these sources of distraction. But in your home office, you have it. You can, okay, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not um, speaking for those people that just have one room and kids at home. That's a hard thing. I, I'm happy I'm not in this situation, but so I cannot speak for them. But if you have like two rooms at least and you can, you can have a, a small room that is very clean where you have like a sign on your door, please don't interrupt me. If I'm available, I will open the door, right? And then switch really off all the, remove all the crappy apps, the social media apps from your smartphone, from your work computer, switch that off, never answer the phone unless you have your communication time box, and then just enjoy the calm environment and do the work. And you can inform others so they are not disappointed because you set their expectations properly and you tell them when you are available. And then, yeah, I think the principle and how to do it is really easy. The, having the discipline to do it is another story, but I think it's very important to train that because only if you have the discipline, you will follow through in the long term and only then you will reach your goals. Yeah. Especially in those, uh, and this uh, is also my, my last question for today, um, in those times we are right now, a lot of uncertainty and, and things are not really clear where they're going. This is just putting also a lot, uh, on a lot of people like uh, additional stress and, and um, unrest and uh, anxiety. How can I um, work in this environment to be more focused on, on my goals? Um, or let's say I have them, them um, yeah, uh, well, really well defined. Um, but like the environment outside for, from my control is like really troubled. Um, so how, how can I get back to this and, and stay focused in this uncertain time? Yeah, don't even spend a single thought on what you can't influence. Mm. Like don't watch news, don't do all the things. I know most people think, but I have to know what's going on in the world. And I know you don't have to. You have to if you want to change something. You have to be informed if you have the goal to change something in the world. But if you're just like reading the news with all the catchy headlines that all want to put like stress in your brain so that you stick to them and react to them, what, what does it give you and how does it contribute to anything of your life if you just know that stuff? Nothing at all. So I just don't give any focus on these external things that I either can't or I don't want to influence them. And just focus on what I can influence. And mm. what I can't influence, I just accept it. And what I don't like and I can change, I change it. And you cannot do anything else. Just worrying what could happen next week. What I don't even know what happens in an hour. I have no idea. 
I just think that something happens, but reality will be different. So I don't really care about worrying for things that might happen eventually in the past. I deal with problems that are now in front of my face and I, I either change it or I accept it. I think there are no other choices than these two, but I never complain about it because that makes things just worse for me, but it doesn't change anything. Right. So that's how, that's how I deal with it. Most people, they, they say, but you cannot ignore all that stuff. And of course I can ignore it. You also ignore it. You just get nervous and you think about it and you worry, but you don't change anything. So it's better to ignore it because then you will feel better. And what happens here and there stays the same if you don't touch it, if you don't change it. Yeah. Awesome. Manuel, thank you very much for this insights today. It was uh, really helpful. I learned also some new um, things um, from, from you. Uh, thank you for that also. And um, see you next week on our next Q&A session. Yeah, thank you very much. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We hope you found the session helpful. Head back to our in-depth blog article and let us know in the comments below about your real-life experience when it comes to the topic of staying focused. What helps you actually to stay focused? When do you get distracted and what are you doing about it? We really do care, so share your thoughts in the comments or drop us a message. Now, before you leave, hit the subscribe button, give us a thumb up and share it around with your friends and colleagues. Sign up for the free business builder training on flashup.io and learn more about how to scale with your business at any time, work with global top talents and make work better. On behalf of the team here at the Virtual Frontier, I want to thank you for listening today. So until the next episode, keep exploring new frontiers.